0: To the best bits of the Breakfasters from Three Triple R.
1: You are listening to the Breakfasters podcast for the week, first of May until the fifth of May. This week we discussed many things, including uh, fancy dress parties, some that go well and some that go not so well. Some
2: great themes in there. We also did Toot Your Horn Tuesday, where we sure did have some tooting to do, and. (laughs) Also, we talked about things that are easy, that, no, things that are hard that should be easy, like putting that into a sentence. Things that are...
1: I like this podcast
2: introduction. Yes. Anyway. Uh,
3: yes, and then we talked to Dr. Jen. She told us about the science of coffee naps, and Genevieve Greaves came in from the Urenboy Festival talking about uh, her program, The Violence of Denial.
4: Triple R, not for everyone, for anyone.
2: You are listening to Breakfasters here on Triple R with Sarah, Jeff, and Geraldine. We're going to talk fancy dress parties.
1: When was the last time
2: you went to one? It's Uh, been a while for me, obviously. The one
1: that I went to last year that I told you guys about that was a murder mystery. One, oh, yeah. We had to go and kind of play yeah. out the murder mystery, yes. And did
0: people
3: get into the costumes for that?
1: Yeah, but the good thing about something, we were given kind of characters, but a lot of them were not far from what we would maybe usually wear. So, uh, it was so like, you
2: didn't have to go to a costume shop? No,
1: like I was kind of like a 19... 20s. I'm mean, not that I dress like a 1920s <laughs> prostitute or whatever I was, but it was it, no. But it was it was like a nice. I could just wear a, not, a jacket that I owned with some fur around the collar, and you know, that oh, makes does that such make a difference.
3: I mean, in my memory. Yeah. I remember doing a fancy dress thing for. Sorry. You're
1: sorry, your microphone just went off for a moment. It's okay. Carry oh, on. Okay.
3: Sorry, you're both staring. I
1: haven't even said anything yet. <laughs> I know. That's enough of your story, Jeff.
3: Uh, uh, no, I remember going to a fancy dressing at school when I was uh, early teenage years and just at that point where we you're starting to become self-conscious
2: yes. about things oh, and then yes. not
3: realising that actually everyone was using the fancy dress thing to wear Cool clothes, Get to hot. It. yeah. And then you, t- I turned up no. dressed in a costume, Ooh. and I just, why, you know, why, what, what did you wear? What oh, it was it was
2: like let's go back. Let's no, go let, back. Let, let's a, what was the theme. And, and, and uh, B, I can't
3: remember what I think it was. Just, fa- it might have been a history thing because it was a school thing. But it's I remember a
2: book week, maybe. It
3: was something like that. But I remember that oh. I was dressed as a gold prospector. Oh,
4: Jeff, that <laughs> hurts my heart. <laughs> yeah.
3: I can remember walking to the school As soon as I get in. the Oh this has been a terrible oh. miscalculation <laughs> But it's always Even today it's I a bet th- you the costume was spot on
2: as well It was very historically accurate <laughs> yeah.
3: But even today with fancy dress parties It's always this thing isn't it Like whether you, you're yes. going to go there And you'll be the only one who's taking it seriously
2: I had a, a friend that um, w- went to one, and he just uh, someone from Alien, like with the with oh the yeah. Alien, and he, but he said this is just the worst. As I just I have to keep on explaining to people that an alien just burst out of my chest because he had like he just had blood and stuff on his chest and <laughs> like a hole in his. And he's, you know, oh, you know in the movie. Yeah, it, yeah, it, yeah, yeah. Right. So he goes, it's just annoying because it's. I spent so much time in it, but I just have to explain what it is to everyone yeah. all the time. Yeah, yeah,
3: yeah. yeah. It's the funny way. the first time when you turn up and have to explain it, but yeah, the, and go, oh, the, entire yeah. the entire way through, through the party, everyone
1: yeah. you meet. I remember being sent to a fancy dress party. I don't know what it was, but I think Mum addressed me as an alien, and it was similar, Jeff, except that I was younger, so I wasn't. Embarrassed because I didn't look hot. I just mum put. What do you call you know you you, the dish the things you wash up dishes with your gloves the dishwashing gloves. She put them on my feet to make me look more like an alien. Oh yeah. And I just remember walking in and everyone going, "Ah!" (laughs) and just me sitting in the corner with his alien feet crying. (laughs) So sad. Oh.
3: Oh. This is a
1: really good idea. It yeah. <laughs> was like. and I'm being so embarrassed and kind of annoyed at mum. But I look back and I go, "What a genius yeah. idea, mum!" Yeah, the poor she parents. Would have been
3: so frazzled parents yeah. confronted with this, uh, this thing, and I'm sure that uh, they probably get told the night before. Oh, by the way, yeah, <laughs> tomorrow yeah. I need a costume. I need to be an alien.
2: I went. Um, my twenty-first birthday was, uh, the, <gasps> yeah, it was out of space, and so you would have been. You would have been the hit at my twenty. What did you go as? Went, Pigs in space. Um, what's that? Yeah, from oh, the Muppets. Yeah, from the Muppets. Oh my god, that's such a good yeah, idea. Yeah. So me and my mates, we just we just got pig masks and put them on. It was fun. <laughs> uh, I should
3: say too, we have our text line now. So if anyone does yeah. have a funny costume, maybe they could text oh, us. Oh, a
2: good thing for a, a costume party. I've been on oh four
3: six six nine eight one oh two seven. Thank you. Sorry.
2: Um, also, it's it is pinned on um, our Twitter and Facebook pages. If you didn't catch that, but I've been looking up. Um, uh, cl- uh, party themes, and I found this website with has which has the ultimate collection of party themes. Oh yeah, right. Well, so heavy. here's here's a couple of my favourites. Let's start at number twelve. This is <laughs> s- snuggies and huggies. Oh Sorry. my god, what is that? <laughs> you can either wear a snuggie, underwear slash bras permitted, thank you, or an adult diaper. Again, underwear allowed. <laughs> no, thank you. That sounds like right, that, that sounds
1: like a Like like a kinsh party party, that's going wrong. I don't
3: don't think so.
2: (laughs) Different different kind of party.
3: Although, what would you wear, Jeff? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. uh, If either of you ever have a Snuggies or Huggies (laughs) party, please don't invite me.
2: Or this one. How about dresses your favourite alcoholic drinks, typical drinker? What? It's, too, it's very long, isn't it? God, yes. So, like, if it's a cosmopolitan, think Carrie from Sex and the City. Oh. That is.
3: Oh, I
1: feel, I feel like someone's been weird spending theme. a bit long thinking these yeah. up. But I can't think of anyone other than Bond and Carrie. Who else do you know who drinks a drink that has a specific drink? Like, um, characters in.
2: Well, I, I suppose if you, you think like um, whiskey, then you'd.
1: Have... Captain
3: Haddock from Tintin. There you go. Oh didn't spring
2: See, to mind. Well, so okay, you, have yeah, to, you, go. you have to think, think laterally. You, yeah, you have to oh, yeah. think about it. Or what about um, let's try uh, a wizard party. Have you oh, heard? Yeah. I think I've seen so, so, saw someone doing this at Meredith. Now, the rules of a wizard party is every time you finish a beer, you tape it to the rest of your finished beers, thus creating a staff of beer cans. The bigger your staff, the higher class of wizard you are.
1: <laughs> Who are? <laughs> that is amazing. I'm really into that one. And someone, was, yeah. Someone just texted and said, Not "Someone Donna. <laughs> oh no, there, there was someone. Oh okay. Yeah, that's all right though. But it was the, to wear your favorite album cover on your head.
0: But that. Oh. But then I think, do you
1: How just are you actually drink? Yeah. And you'd all walk around <laughs> bumping into each other with this, but you could tape it. You could just bring a C, like a CD and tape it to you anyway.
2: How about this one? This is my this is my favorite that I've come across the um the Berlin Wall party. Now a lot a lot goes into this. <laughs> the party needs to be in a venue that can be divided into two sections. One section is oh the my West God, this is so good. and the other is the East. In the West everybody can dress how, how they like and bring their own alcohol, whatever they fancy. However, no sharing of alcohol is permitted and no communal alcohol is provided. Everyone has to rely on their own supplies. Fair enough. In the East, everybody wears the same grey tracksuit. <coughs> And a single brand of cheap beer is provided. People may may not bring their own drinks. If anyone complains about the beer, they get removed from the party and locked in a closet for twenty minutes. This seems like the oh
3: best my gosh, party. That is yeah, doesn't
2: awesome. it? The party continues for this for a few hours. After which, the wall is torn down. East and west merge, and everybody parties together.
1: Ah, oh, mm. torn down by someone dressed as David Hasselhoff. Yes.
3: Uh, we've also got a message from Dono. Um, I was Wonder Woman at my 21st. There you go. He'd
1: make a great Wonder Woman, Donno. Please send photos. Please do send photos. In the early 2000s, it was very popular. I didn't actually attend one, but uh, to have a fancy dress theme party where it was like be the most shocking thing you could possibly be oh. so almost like deliberately unpc, <laughs> and I just think I remember seeing photos of friends of mine, and they are so lucky social media didn't exist yes. in the early two thousands because there were some shocking costumes. But I don't know if you remember that, but it was a whole craze of you know like go as unpc costume as you could, and I'm so happy that yeah, that sounds like a bad. Craze. <laughs> it is a bad, a bad. It was a bad craze. It sure was. Any others, Jess?
2: Um, no. Yeah. I've, oh, yes. Yeah, sorry, there is. There is the T Rex party. So you have to tape your oh. elbows to your sides and your pinkies to your thumbs and you just spend the whole night like that. And I'm sorry, before you oh, no, guys. Oh, that's awesome. That so good. Before you, like I can't believe you didn't notice me doing it, but I was trying to figure out if I could do how how that would work. So I've been, you know, doing that and I picked up my coffee with pretending that my elbows were taped to my side. And could you drink it? Yeah, yeah, so like this.
3: That is going to end all over you. <laughs>
2: Jess just, no, I just tested, did it. I just did it before when you guys, you didn't even notice I was doing it. And I'm imagine, like, how am I going to explain this?
1: Imagine <laughs> trying to bust moves on someone as well with weird little tits. <laughs> t- yeah. t- t- <laughs>
4: <laughs> Triple R, not for everyone, for anyone.
2: Have you ever been to a place called Hay? It looks like a painting by Monet. And most <laughs> people there live in a chalet. But it's time for Toot Your Haunt Tuesday. Toot, no, toot,
1: Definitely no chalets you in know, Hay. No.
2: You no, Hay sound very attractive. Yeah. <laughs> I did,
1: I, really talking it up.
2: To all the people from Hay, <laughs> um, live it up.
1: G'day. Hey, I'm going to start because I quickly want to say uh, shout out to Andrew. Happy birthday, and they, I know is that he's he listening. Well, he will because the poor guy had to get up at six today on his birthday. So I hope he's listening. You better be. He's never heard us at this time, so I feel pressure. <laughs> that one person listening makes all the difference. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but i also got some things to toot about. So do you mind if I start? No, yes, go please. for it. Great. Toot away. Okay. So two things. I really am now using Toot Your Horn Tuesday to ensure that I do things that I haven't done for a very long time.
0: Yes. You do, you do, you do, you do that yes. as well?
1: Yes. yes. I
3: would nothing. It's
1: bloody great. Everyone should have Toot Your Horn Tuesday. Uh, and this week I, for the first time in two Merediths and two Golden Plains, cleaned the interior of my car.
2: <gasps> <gasps> what?
1: Yeah. I know. I have a really old car and I just let it get to the point inside where it was pretty gross. Pretty, pretty gross. What, you haven't? Pretty, Cleaned it for four years, pretty gross. And you a chucker? Two years. Do you just like oh, okay. sort of chuck stuff in there? Ah, uh, no. But I do drink coffees when I drive, and occasionally get food and stuff. But it's not things. like you've just emptied two years worth of rubbish. No, out no, can. no. I'd occasionally empty rubbish out as the yeah, year. Otherwise, yeah. it'd smell pretty gross. Yes. Yeah. But just the build-up of dirt and stuff in my car. And what did? You, how did you do that? Maybe it's actually one Meredith and two Golden Plains. It's been a while. Maybe. Yeah. Maybe a year and a half. A long time anyway. Yes. But where did you Where did you do it? Stuff in Coburg, you just went to the just pulled up at the. Uh, but I do have this to say: the vacuum thing that I used. This is this is very exciting for people. The vacuum thing that I used had two options. Right, a dollar, you just get longer, so you get a mm-hmm. while, and then two dollars, you get extra suck. So always,
2: why, always extra suck. But right? why am
1: I paying more money for the thing to work a bit better? Oh, we need to give silly. you. Isn't I have it? not seen that, but. Oh, yeah, we're going to work halfway if you give us a dollar, but I'll give you. I'll actually work properly if you put in two dollars. It's a scam. Dog. It's a scam. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
2: do you, it's a, but same amount of time.
1: No, you get less time, more suck, or you get really? more time, less suck. Maybe so. <laughs> it does seem a bit <laughs> out of ordinary. I'm going to stop saying that. I'm sorry. No,
2: no, no I get it. <laughs> so two dollars that- more suck. A one dollar longer time.
3: (laughs) (laughs) I shouldn't have gone first. No, um, it started off so well. It just started
1: off so well. Thank you. Also, then on the way home, I'd gone to Bunnings and a bloody plant fell over in the back of the car. Oh Oh. no! I was so angry. Then I had to clean it up with my hands. There's one little thing I'm going to add to this, but this is just because I want it to lead into next week. Two dollar. (laughs) This is a $2 $2 go right here. Uh, I have called an oven man. He's coming around oh, to my house no. today. <gasps> no. Yeah, he's just coming around. I'm pretty, pretty sure he's going to come around and tell me it, it's broken and I have to get a new one. Still, I just need to steps. have it confirmed. The wheels
3: are in motion. They are.
1: What a, what a day I had yesterday. Whoa. Oh my <laughs> goodness. <laughs>
3: Gosh, Who well, can top that? I've got, I've got, I've got nothing. Would you? <laughs> I may as well just pack up and go home.
2: Do you know, mine was actually, um, I cleaned out the interior of my car as well. No. Yeah, yeah, last week on, on Wednesday because I had to go um, pick people up but I did not come across this extra $2 just, vacuum. Ours is just you put you put money in and you got a, a amount of time. I but, wonder
1: how hard it was sucking.
2: Yeah. I I felt it could suck a bit harder. Okay.
1: All right, we've got to stop talking about this. <laughs> uh,
2: but also I paid I paid my um I paid the dog's registration fees. That's pretty good. Oh, that's
1: good. Rajjo's a hard thing yeah. to deal with.
2: Yeah. And I tried to pay a parking fine but I I left it too late. Oh. <laughs> I have to wait until the mail comes.
1: Yeah, yeah it costs right.
3: a little bit more.
2: Costs, does it? Yeah. yeah. That's all right.
3: Well, well, I haven't, got, though, I haven't got much to follow. Not having a car, I can't go and get $2 or $1. <laughs> 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 you might be able to actually. Yeah. <laughs> um, I have two minor accomplishments. When I f- <laughs> when I first started this job, I bought a new laptop. Yes, yes. I remember. Yes. And a fancy new cover that looks like a book. It does. Which looks is the not. most jeff Don't give it away. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, but I had not cleaned that computer in the whole time. That I, um, oh. so, in fact, Sarah, I think you pointed it out to me. It was no, becoming
1: I, uh, yeah, I pointed it. It's becoming as rather well.
3: disgusting. Yeah.
1: <laughs> How do you clean a computer? Because mine's not very clean either. Oh,
3: I don't know. I mean, you just
1: what you what did you do? What you <laughs> yeah, what <are> did <laughs> you just what get you a
3: sponge doing? and you wipe off all the gross dirt that's accumulating oh. all over? The, and it's the now I can actually see the screen a bit because it's not all covered. God, with...
1: our lives are really bad. That weighs.
3: <laughs> <laughs> and my other minor accomplishments—I managed to get onto the, the ATO's been hassling me to pay some taxes that I owe them. I managed to get onto their website. Have you done this? To, apparently, the government has all these different ID things about you, and you can link them all to your tax thing. On oh, my gov, yeah, on my oh, gov. Really? And uh, it took me hours to get it to to, to work. I kept doing that thing. You know, when you're doing one of those oh, computer God. forms, and it keeps on saying, um, you know, enter in this information. It's going to try and match you up. And you enter, and it goes wrong. And it says you have two tries remaining before this locks up. Oh, my God. That's stressful. Yeah, totally. And then I'll do the sex one and say, you've got one left before this oh locks up. <laughs> but uh, oh. eventually worked out because you've got to put in it's, – it's asking you for your bank details, but what it really means is because the tax payments are going to the accountant who does it.
1: Uh, uh, I don't even yeah. know what you're talking about.
3: No, like, no, I really yeah. don't understand oh, I this, got it. Do I you? got it, yeah. Oh, okay. Anyway, it's not really that interesting. <laughs> game. It took me forever to do it and that was my second achievement.
1: Go with really. That's pretty good. Hit some goals this week, yeah. right?
3: Uh-huh.
2: Yeah, you guys. I, I put you at number one. <laughs> Thank you. And Jeff at number two and me at number three. <laughs> I just can't wait to next
3: week. <laughs> three, triple, ah. Oh. Yes, everyone. It's time to dance because it's weird science time with Dr. Jen. How are you going, Dr. Jen? Good morning.
0: Very Good well, morning. thank you.
3: Yeah, well, there wasn't much dancing from Jez and Jeff today.
1: Oh
0: yeah, I forgot. Yeah. I was, and did you see me do a little? You did a little at at bit, at the bit the of shimmy, oh, like oh yeah, <laughs> yeah, we're into it. I was dancing on the inside. <laughs> oh, Jeff, you always are. Was,
3: <laughs> <laughs> I'm very excited about this. Uh, Topic, Dr. Jen, because you seem to be combining two of my favourite things, sleep and coffee.
0: Yeah, I'm so hoping that Sarah's going to play, you know, these are a few of my favourite things when she does her song later. Oh,
1: I should have done that.
0: (laughs) It's just the perfect question, you know, do you like coffee? Do you like naps? Well, put them together, two of your favourite things. Yes. There you go. So, How do they go together? Well, I think we should talk about them separately first and then I'll I'll tell you why they go together so well. So do you want to talk coffee first or do you want to talk naps first? Which is your true favourite thing? Yes, we're all
3: drinking coffee, so let's yeah.
0: yeah, To everyone listening, the the, the lovely crew in here all just have fresh, lovely coffees, mm-hmm. <laughs> they're very—they've got big smiles on their faces. <laughs> <laughs> so, despite everybody's fears that you know coffee is their worst guilty pleasure, most people now have seen the science. I think the coffee is actually very good for you. Oh, so, yes. there's no evidence that it will kill you. Um, you know, you can have—I think the evidence says up to seven cups a day doesn't really have any <gasps> detrimental effects. Seven? I seven? mean, it it knock it up a notch. It depends. Oh. Obviously, if the amount only, of coffee you're only drinking. Seven. (laughs) But if the amount of coffee you're drinking is giving you the shakes or heart palpitations or making you feel anxious or preventing you sleeping, obviously it's too much, but essentially there's no evidence that coffee is bad for you. Sometimes
3: your eyesight starts to... Got yeah. a bit funny. I don't know if anyone's ever had that. No. No.
0: <laughs> just you. <laughs> but it's not just that coffee isn't bad for you. There's actually evidence that coffee's quite good for you. Huh. So um, we know now that coffee can protect you against things like Parkinson's disease and Alzheimer's wow. and um, in men, prostate cancer, liver cancer, type 2 diabetes. There's quite strong um, data now to tell us that coffee can do all sorts of good things for you. And that's partly the caffeine, but it's also, you know, is actually a really Really rich mix of a whole lots of different, lot of different things. So there's antioxidants and all sorts of other things in it. So anyone who thinks oh, I should cut back on my coffee, unless it's actually making you feel bad, you probably don't need to cut down on coffee. I
1: really hope Andrew's listening because he's a non-coffee drinker and I'm a coffee drinker. So yeah. our biggest fight whenever sees whoever sees is me needing to find a coffee shop first thing in the morning, <laughs> and he's like, "Oh, bloody coffee drinks!" Now, anyway.
0: Yeah, and, of course, the the reason most people like coffee, and I should point out coffee is the uh, world's most popular drug. It is a drug. It is addictive. Right, okay. Um, And it has particular effects, but the effects are are effects that we like. You know, it's a stimulant, so it makes people feel far more awake. People can concentrate better. You know, that buzz that people get from coffee, and I keep saying other people because I'm actually allergic to coffee, so (laughs) I drink coffee, but I hear that it's a really good thing to have a coffee when you're feeling a bit flat. It is. What are you, allergic to Caffeine? Or? Yeah, my body just doesn't yeah. process caffeine. So I get, you know, the whole heart palpitations and blurry vision and shaking after not much coffee at cool. all. Can you, I, you I eat I chocolate? Little bits of chocolate yeah. is fine. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. that's not the point. So <laughs> coffee, all good. But of course... Coffee does come at a, at a cost and that is that it can really interfere with people's sleep because it makes you feel so alert and so kind of switched on. Mm. So the general rule most people seem to say is if you want to sleep well, don't have a coffee after about two o'clock in the afternoon because coffee stays in your system for four mm. or five or six hours and if you have it too close to bedtime, it's going to stop you sleeping. And we know sleep is pretty important and people get huge benefits from getting enough sleep but also from napping so are you guys nappers yeah sure am yeah what's your favorite length of time for a nap jess uh
2: hour and a half i set my uh, i set the timer for one hour and 37 minutes (laughs) <laughs> because it generally takes me about seven minutes to get to sleep, so I like to get that full hour and a half. There you go. That is a
0: seasoned napper. That yeah. is someone who, wow. knows oh. who knows the benefits. You
1: are a micro-napper, aren't you, as well? You oh, have yeah, like a little can... naps where you can get them.
0: Yeah. Yeah, so there's evidence that even a six-minute nap can have massive benefits in, cl- in um, terms of improving your memory. A 10-minute nap can make very big differences to... Um, you know, just how you feel in terms of alertness and, and ability to concentrate and that sort of stuff. So 10 minutes can give you four hours of improved concentration, which is a no, pretty good investment, yeah, 10 minutes. get you through. And yeah, then you have
3: to, actually, have to actually go into proper sleep.
0: Yeah, you have to actually fall asleep, although yeah. there is evidence that even dozing will help. And then they've shown that people who nap for half an hour, three times a week have a um, much reduced risk of heart disease. Oh, that's me. That's there you go. Yeah, I've started the 33-minute nap.
1: Yeah, right. Yeah, because of this job. It's great. And, and why 33? Because I read somewhere that was the NASA nap. <laughs> and that's the, uh, yeah, it's, NASA it's,
0: showed that, that pilots can concentrate. No, I think it was a 26-minute oh,
1: nap. Oh, God, I've been going for too much. You've been wasting
0: seven minutes of your oh, seven life. Seven minutes even, <laughs> right. yes. No, that's
2: seven minutes. If you're, you're like me, you need that extra seven uh, minutes to fall asleep.
0: To fall asleep. They have, um, they have done work with astronauts and doctors and shown that kind of a 30- to 4-minute nap has really big impacts on ability to concentrate. And um, flight controllers are now really encouraged to nap in some uh, workplaces because it just incre- incre- that Afterward, improves. After though, surely? No, actually during the shift work. of work because 10- to 15 minutes can improve God. that you know intense concentration. So what sure. you should be sitting here thinking now <laughs> is, hang on, what's she trying to tell us? Because on the one hand you're saying caffeine's really good and on mm-hmm. the one hand you're telling us, Napping. napping is really good. But you've also said that coffee means you can't sleep. Yes. So what on earth then is a coffee nap? And the trick is that it takes a little while for coffee, for caffeine to affect your system, to actually, you know, like you think about it, are you guys yes. feeling the effects of coffee yet? No. No. <laughs> Poor Jess is looking quite stressed. <laughs> Jess, on average, how long do you think it will take for that lovely coffee you are currently nursing well, to start giving you these immense benefits of alertness? Like maybe an hour?
2: Oh, okay. Because he's uh, – I'm very glad you're talking about this because you might be able to answer it, but I find that sometimes when I have a coffee I get a bit sleepy af- straight after it. Mm. Is that a thing mm. or am I just making that up? I okay. think you're just weird. <laughs> okay.
0: <laughs> Good answer. No, just kidding. So it, it can take up to an hour for the full effects to to take hold. But generally you get some quite decent effects of your caffeine intake within about 20 minutes. I was
1: going to say, thank God, otherwise it was in my head because I feel like it... It hits me very fast.
0: Yeah. I mean, you get some effect almost immediately, but about 20 minutes. So caffeine is Mm. absorbed quite quickly. So if you think about it, what that means is if you're really clever with your timing, you can down a coffee, lie down. Now, see, the seven minutes it's taking time to take you to fall asleep, that's not so good because you need to fall asleep as quickly as you can, sleep for 20 minutes, and then as your alarm goes off and wakes you up, it's exactly the same time as the caffeine hits your system and you get this double benefit. You've just had your power nap. And the caffeine hits your system the is this moment a real you wake thing? up. Yeah, this is a real thing. So quite a lot of research has been done, particularly around driver <laughs> fatigue. So they've looked at people who um, are experiencing driver fatigue. They're sleepy. Oh. They're not able to have good reaction times. And they've tested them: how good an effect you get from just a nap, how good an effect you get from just a coffee, how good an effect you get from coffee followed by bright light in your face, how good an effect you get from um, a nap followed by you know washing your face in cold water. All these different things that people use to try and wake them themselves up when they're driving and they've shown very clearly that you get the best effect by far hands down winner is a coffee nap where you have a coffee get you go out. to sleep then you wake up and the caffeine hits your system at the same time as you're waking up this mm. is so great this is the best news <laughs> so ever so let's test it you guys just go and have a nap out the back i'll talk for 20 minutes <laughs> <laughs> and then we'll see how you guys so feel so
3: is, is the idea you set an alarm or did you just let the caffeine wake you up
0: Well, yeah, that's a really good question. I think it probably depends how deep a napper you are. I mean, the basic reason why caffeine works so well is because the thing that makes you feel sleepy and tired is a molecule called adenosine, okay? Your body produces adenosine during the day and as it accumulates, you start to feel groggy and tired and sleepy. Caffeine can stop adenosine affecting your brain. So basically, adenosine normally binds to what we call receptors in the brain. Caffeine can do that instead. So your brain just Mm. doesn't... Um, isn't aware of or doesn't respond to the adenosine in your system, so if you've if you've napped, I don't know if the caffeine is going to be enough to wake you up or whether you should set an alarm. But either way, you've just got to get that alignment of enough sleep um, with with the caffeine hitting, wow. and you're sorted. And there's been quite a few big, studies about it now. I'm
2: going on a big drive on Friday. I'm going to there test you it. Go. Yes. Can
0: you report back? Mm-hmm.
3: Just before we go, someone on the text line has asked whether <laughs> snoozing after your alarm. Counts as a nap.
0: Um, yeah, I think snoozing still... I mean, it, you know, snoozing can be loosely defined, can't it? But one of these studies showed that even snoozing after a coffee helped. So I think that, yeah, kind of snoozing is napping for sure. What do you guys think?
1: I don't really understand what a snooze is. I, thought it was I just think this just person extra just the alarm. They, yeah, they hit yeah. the snooze button. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. But, I mean, you know, you, every, as people know who've overslept their alarm, you can actually weigh, completely go back to sleep. Yeah. <laughs> Anyway, go. so try it out, the good the good listeners of Triple R, try it out and let us we'll know. we conduct if it an works. experiment. Thanks so much, Doctor out. <laughs> yes.
2: You are listening to a podcast from Community Radio Three Triple R FM in Melbourne, Australia. You are listening to Breakfasters on Triple R right now. We are about to talk about things that are hard, that are, that shouldn't be. What about <clears I that throat> things that, are, that should be? it should be easy but turned out to be very difficult unnecessarily difficult so i bought a new phone and it should be it should be simple it should be very simple just to to they, and they make it sound like it's very simple when i bought it i said how am i going to get everything off this phone onto that phone because it's not I, I didn't buy another iphone of
1: two
3: of different types aren't they two
2: different different types i'm like is this going to be an issue
3: and, and they, you even had Vanessa Taholka on the case, yeah. didn't you?
2: I had, you know, before that, it was like, everyone was like, no, nah, it's really simple. They make it really simple. And they go, like, okay, that's great. Thank you. I'll buy it. Walk away. It's not really simple <laughs> at all.
1: <laughs> I feel like phone stuff never is, ever. No. Ever back up your phone? Oh, you just plug it into your computer. Get stuff. Yeah. Then fifty things pop up on my screen, and it takes an hour and yeah. a half. Do you know
2: what? That's, that's where the issue comes in. Yes. You know, All right. Okay. Yeah. I'll, I'll I'll back up. I'll back up my phone and go. Oh no, you don't have enough room on on your Mac. You don't have enough room on your computer to to back up your phone. I'm like, All right. Well, I'll go. I'll get a hard drive. I'll back it up onto my hard drive. I know you can't do that because we don't know how to put it onto your hard drive. You have to go on the computer first and then go onto your hard drive. Yeah, but there's not enough room on the computer so you have to, so how do I just nobody knows. Catch 22 mate. Nobody bloody knows. I'm
3: sure some people do. I wonder if any listeners have similar experiences. Maybe they could text them through.
1: Yep, or just anything in life that should have been easy and turned out to be very difficult. Yeah, you actually had to get the most Techie person I know, I was, Vanessa was to I I cannot tell you
2: he. how excited I was that Vanessa was coming
1: in yesterday.
3: <laughs> oh, no, this is this this is a good one on the text line, 0466981027. Someone's just said, I find getting the plastic wrap off the paper sometimes really hard. Yes. Uh, yes. It is. It's very The true. trick is,
2: I'll, I'll give you a hot tip on that because <laughs> um, I do it every morning and I can relate. Now, it's difficult, but if um, it, when you find the top – Go to the corner, just find the little top bit, and then all, and then wrap it all as as one. Don't tear it. I,
1: Peel. Don't tear. That is a, that is a good. I used to always have trouble with the uh, uh, cardboard milk boxes. And now they don't really have them anymore. they all like plastic bottles. Yes. Oh yes,
3: I, uh, yes I yeah,
1: hear you. Yes, I'd open it at the wrong side. I'd tear the whole frigging thing open. Yeah. But now I do that with. Like I'd still do it with boxes of cereal and no matter how many times I pull a little tag along this rated line, I end up tearing the box in half. And then you end yeah. up with
3: this jagged opening yes. and the milk just dribbles out all over the place or yes. um, disposable razors and they come in this sealed package and you're supposed to be able to tear them open if you can't find the place to tear them and you're running late for work and you want to have a shave before you go to work you've got to look your vest yeah. and for you can't open zero. it. And, um, so you have to stab it with a knife. Oh yes. Yes,
1: relate. lots of knife stabbing in my house, let
3: me tell you. <laughs> I feel like any time you end up having to stab something with a knife, something's gone wrong. Right. I stab
1: a lot. I also stabbed five times a day. <laughs> when you buy a pair of scissors
2: and they're in packaging that you need a pair of scissors oh. to bloody open. Oh, uh,
3: yes.
1: Tied yeah. up with a
2: cable tie. How do you forget like that? about
1: it? Hey there's someone on the phone. Hey, have you uh, got something for us You're on your entrepreneur? What washing powder?
2: What about
3: when you it? you buy your washing powder box, it says there's a little tab that's really nice and it's cute and there's a perforated line It says tear here. Yeah. Well, you can't. You, you tear and it and the tab just comes straight off. Then you've got to go get a knife and cut around the dotted line. And stab it. Stab it. Open yeah. it. <laughs> yeah. and, and, and then you end up putting a big hole in it and washing powder goes everywhere. Everywhere. You know, it off. Yep. It's wrong.
1: Oh, mate, I feel your pain. You are a stabber yeah, as well.
3: All right, yeah. thanks for stab, that. Stab, stab, stab. <laughs> Someone saying they find it extremely difficult to untangle their earphones. That's Marie. Same.
1: Mine are const- if you saw them right now, constantly tangled. I'm so embarrassed when I'm at the gym because I've got this knotted ball around my neck. Is
2: you usually trying to undo it while
1: you're uh, yeah. un- walking on the treadmill. While trek- you're doing <laughs> it at the same time.
3: Yeah, never, <laughs> never looks good. Well, going back to phones, I've always found sinking an absolute nightmare as to yeah, what, yeah. what thing it. is syncing. What are you
1: sinking? What are you syncing with? That all of your sink? photos
3: suddenly disappear when, you know,
1: they yep. have probably
3: gone up into the cloud, Jeff.
1: <laughs> Someone else <laughs> is accessing.
3: Shudders, one shutters <laughs> to To
1: use them against <laughs> you. So that's my pro-
2: that was my problem yesterday. All, I, I couldn't get the, my cloud was full. Everything ah. was full. And then we go, oh, that's all right. I'll just go and delete videos and photos. But I had to do it one at a time.
3: And you know what the worst thing with those kind of computer problems? There's nothing to stab.
2: Yes. Yes.
1: Just the – Did you try stabbing the phone? <laughs>
2: Nah, yeah, I just, I thought I remained pretty, pretty calm through the whole thing. But now it's just, it's, but it's getting used to these new things where it should be, like I just want to move like an app onto the home screen. And I've just, I've just spent 20 minutes trying to find out how to do that. You should call Vanessa to
1: Yeah. <laughs> we'll have regular one-on-one meetings.
3: Yes, and uh, a lot of our listeners seem to find her. Uh, Easy things difficult.
1: I know. That makes me feel like a better human being,
3: knowing that other people can't manage small tasks. Yes. Uh, someone suggested filing is something that should be simple, but actually isn't. Like when you get all your bills and you never know where to put them. Oh, or my God. Classify them. Bills everywhere. Yeah. Oh,
2: people do filing in the first place. That's
3: great. <laughs> <laughs> someone else suggested Airbnb, something that should be simple, but causes lots yep. of problems.
2: Totally get um, from both sides from like trying to book a place and trying to b- book your place out to people. Mm, there you go. So many
3: problems.
0: You're listening to a podcast from Community Radio Three RR in Melbourne, Australia.
3: You're listening to Breakfasters here on Triple R with Jeff, Geraldine, and Sarah Yurumboy First Nations Arts Festival. It's a 10-day feast of arts and cultural events starting this Saturday all across Melbourne. The Violence of Denial is part of it, a program of public talks about Australia's memorial landscapes that starts on the 11th of May at Arts House. It's been curated by Wooramai artist, filmmaker and storyteller Genevieve Greaves, who's joining us now in the studio. Welcome Good to Breakfast. Sorry, that must be one of the longest introductions <laughs> of
4: all, all time. I've heard
3: longer. We got there in the end. What? do you mean by memorial landscapes?
4: So you've obviously got the monuments and statues that represent your past, you know, so that's a, a thing that people would recognise as a memorial landscape. But you've also got street signs, architecture, it's all the things that surround us that represent sort of who we are as a people through um, symbols, really. So there might be, like if you're walking through... Um, Swanston Street in Melbourne, you know, we've got Burke and Wills, for instance, looking extremely heroic <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> when, in fact, they died of starvation and wouldn't <laughs> accept any help from Aboriginal people <laughs> at all. <laughs> That's one of my pet hates, that one. But you've also got Matthew Flinders um, who's, you know, right near the church on the corner of Flinders Street and Swanston Street and he's there with a few men holding up a boat, you know, underneath um and Bungaree actually travelled with Matthew Flinders all across Australia and, and helped him circumnavigate and has never been recognised for that work. So, you know, our, if we look at Melbourne, for instance, there's, I think, 520 statues in city of Melbourne and 510 Sorry. of them are of white men. Wow. <laughs> 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 and the ten <laughs> include Peter Pan, oh, no. a phoenix. <laughs> oh, so
0: those, oh, a, yeah. oh, no. So I we,
4: our, like, our memorial oh, landscape is extraordinarily colonial. Yes. And even if you look at your street names, King Street, William Street, you look at the um, building names at University of Melbourne, you look at all these things, they represent very much a colonial past mm-hmm. and present. I
3: remember being gobsmacked the first time I learned about the public executions in Melbourne in 1842. I was studying at um, RMIT at the time and I used to walk past that site every day and I mean I was just saying off air once you discover those locations and the the events that happened there it really changes the entire way you think about the place doesn't it
4: it does and um at the moment I'm traveling around Victoria for the Melbourne Museum doing some work for the First People's Exhibition on um Sites of Conflict of frontier violence. I'm going to massacre sites, sites of war. And largely, like 99% of them are not recognised in the landscape. There's no marker to them. There's no, um, this happened here. You know, and and from that, where are the opportunities to mourn? the past and what happened in the past and then where's the opportunity to heal so there's only a handful of sites across australia that actually recognize that violent history and how long has this history been dug into is it a very very recent thing 1970s is when white historians started to deal with this history so before that there was what people call the great australian silence so um Uh, W.E.H. Stanner actually said to the discipline of history, you've ignored Aboriginal people. They're not even in your histories. (laughs) And so there was revisionist historians then who started to talk about this history, but there's still so much work to be done. Mm. And what I'm kind of interested in with this project, the violence of denial, is um, actually starting to have those conversations about, or not starting to, because those conversations are happening everywhere, but to um, really have a push here, to say, how are we representing our past? What stories are we telling? Who's represented? Because Melbourne's such a dynamic, you know, progressive city. It's kind of extraordinary that we have all these colonial statues everywhere and we don't have other histories really represented.
3: We recently saw a successful campaign to rename the Richard Berry Building at the University of Melbourne. Richard Berry was a... Eugenicist who believed in the gas chamber for those he defe- deemed to be uh, un- unusual mental defectives—is that the kind of thing you'd like to see happening? Or a renaming of uh, of places?
4: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, there's a lot more um, buildings at University of Melbourne that need to be renamed, <laughs> but um, and there's been a concerted campaign by students and staff that's gone for many years to to make that happen. But it's good the University of Melbourne responded as well. But I'm. You know, a firm believer that we should um, maintain in some way that history because Mm. that's an important history. The fact that the University of Melbourne was full of eugenicists is really interesting. Mm. And then there's links with the Melbourne Museum. There's this really sort of complex history of racism um, that still plays out in different ways today. You know, so it's important we know these things. But we also need opportunities to move into different spaces, new spaces where we're, yeah, renaming, retelling, representing ourselves
3: um, you mentioned the Burke and Wills statue as, you know, uh, disguising a story that people don't know or they think they know, but they don't really know what um, happened. Are there other statues like that you're particularly focusing on in this program? And if so, what stories are connected with them?
4: Well, the program I'm, I've done a little piece, like I'm curating this exhibition, um, and I've done a tiny piece which sort of reflects back some of these things from the memorial landscape. But I've invited four other artists in. Um, all Aboriginal women to um, show screen based works so I've got um, Julie Goff from Tasmania who's looking at her um, landscape of violence in Tasmania I've got Ree from New South Wales who's looking at her ancestors story and kind of um, reinserting her story in the landscape. I've got Diane Jones who I've worked with on different projects about this over many years so she did the amazing What Lies Buried project um, and we've shown that at a few galleries which is looking at a moment of violence where a white woman and her baby were killed in Western Australia and two Aboriginal men were hanged um, a year later, but it was very unlikely they committed that crime. Um, It's a really complex, interesting story. So she's made a new work about that and um, Vicky Cousins, the amazing Vicky Cousins from um, Western Districts Victoria, has um, we're just finishing off her piece. So they're all... All screen-based works. It's really exciting. Two old, um, three new, and they'll be up for a week from Saturday or just over a week.
3: I, I know similar, very similar debates are happening throughout the South of America with the legacy of slavery and the Civil War, and it seems that there's almost three different perspectives that are being put forward. Some people suggest that the monuments to the Confederacy should be torn down. Some people say they should be amended. Some people say new work should be put up as a kind of supplement to them. Where, where do you stand on those three positions?
4: Yeah, it's a really interesting question. I'll tell you a story. There's a um, statue in Perth of Yegan. Um, my brother's named after him. He was an incredible warrior. So he um, fought the invasion for many years and he was very clever. And um, the New community raised their own money to create a sort of um, bronze statue of Yagan. And Yagan, um, when he was captured many years ago, um, his head was cut off and it was sent to England. Um, once this statue was erected in a park in Perth, um, someone came and cut off the head <gasps> of the statue. Oh. And then um, they put the head back on and they did it again. They kept actually removing the head of this statue. Um the responses to that were creative responses. So um, I think it was Archie Well. I wrote a short story about it, and then this Aboriginal filmmaker Sally Riley made a film called *Confessions of a Headhunter*. <laughs> and in this um, film, two Aboriginal men go around and cut the heads off all the white statues. <laughs> 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 and during the film you can't, you can't quite work out if they've murdered someone you know. but you know they're, they're doing something, they're cutting heads off but you don't realise it's just statues and they, they've, they're driving around in this like car and the boot's full of all these brass heads <laughs> 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 what they're doing is they end up melting all those heads and creating these beautiful statues of an Aboriginal woman, man and child, you know, um, it's a really great commentary, it's quite an old film now but I still show that film a lot when I'm talking about these things. I would like some Statues to be taken down, yeah, yes. I think, <laughs> and it's controversial, but I think space needs to be made. Yeah, well, there's five hundred. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and if you walk oh, around, there's wrong. not a lot of space left. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, and I actually, um, I talked to someone about this at the Melbourne City Council, and I said, you know, would you ever consider taking statues down? He goes, "There's one I'd definitely take down." <laughs> Ooh, oh, really? But, um, that was his personal opinion, not right. the opinion of the council. Yeah. Um. But he said it's just this man, and obviously his mates got together and put a statue up of him. Like he wasn't anyone; he's just a guy. <laughs> so I think back in the day, you had some good mates, you know, your cronies and a bit of money, and you get your beautiful statue made of yourself. Oh, I quite so- like that <laughs> But oh, well, no. we're not putting your statue up. I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> We've got to make
3: but, room. But, I mean, apart from the colonial statues, there are some just very peculiar statues around Melbourne. I mean, I always mm. go past the State Library and there's this enormous statue of Joan of Arc.
4: I know.
1: That's oh, strange, What has that got what, to do with Melbourne? What? Yeah. <laughs> well,
3: I, th- I think it's just someone um, saw the British version of it and thought, that looks really nice. Like, That's <laughs> <so> lovely.
4: <laughs> but I think how, do, how also can we make these memorials or statues more complex as well, you know? I'm really interested in, in layering them to add more or to question the representation. So I think, you know, with technology and design, it could be ways to, you know, just amp up the complexity yeah. of some of these things. That's a project I'd like to do in the future.
1: Um, are there any other events happening during the Boy Festival that you could recommend? I know there's lots. But there's if, so many. Are there a few you could pick out?
4: Um, I'm definitely going to go see Emma Donovan and the Putbacks, oh, yeah. a tribute to Annie Ruby. That'll be incredible. Um, Emily Johnson is doing a whole lot of stuff at Arts House. She's come over from New York, but she's from Alaska. There's multiple um, artworks happening and gatherings happening as part of that. I'm going to the Makers Market on Sunday at Banjalaka at the Melbourne Museum. I know there's um, Yaren yeah, Bundles making possum skin armbands. I know there's going to be lots of great stuff happening there. Um and I've heard the circus is incredible. I can't remember the name of it, but I've heard there's an incredible circus that's happening this weekend till Tuesday night. But all the um, catalogues online, so you can definitely get on there and have a look. And there's just so much going on. It's really exciting. But you,
3: exciting. You told us off air that your three sessions on 11th, 12th and 13th May are all sold out. But people can get on a waiting list, is that right?
4: I, I think there's a waiting list. I think it's worth trying um if you're really super keen if you can't miss it i also know arts house are recording the sessions um they do a lot of of podcasting so those sessions will be available um yeah but there's yeah but you can go to the exhibition you can uh, definitely go to the exhibition and and hannah donnelly's got some amazing stuff downstairs she's doing an installation like um there's an installation of foil it's just Melbourne's going to be alive during this festival. There's going to be so much going on. So, yeah, definitely come and have a look.
3: The festival's called Urim Boy. The particular event we've been talking about is the violence of denial. There's three sessions between 11th and 13th May. We've been talking to the curator, Genevieve Greaves. Thanks so much for coming
4: in. Thanks for having me.
0: You're listening to the best bits of The Breakfasters
4: from 3 Triple R.